Hello, this is Ash Eric Moore. You're listening to the Mothers of Mayhem podcast, an extreme horror podcast by two lovely people. I got arrested for threatening Grady Hendrix at the paperbacks from hell. Are you? I drink till the night becomes another day, and the day's just another little thing in our way. There's something about the way you beat me down that I'll never learn. You're the pint of no return. The pain in my chest, the stain on your dress, the glass in my eye. But this life is a joke, and death is the punch. I Beep, 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 kids. Hi. Hello. Welcome to Mothers of Mayhem, an extreme horror podcast. Uh, last night we did the stupidest thing. Well, one of the stupidest things that the United States of America likes to do, which is celebrate daylight savings time. Because it is the end of winter, we did our celebratory spring forward, which means we lost an hour of sleep last night. And even though that doesn't seem like that big of a deal, it will literally make everyone in this country stupid as fuck for at least the next three weeks. Yes. Uh, yes. Um, especially today. Oh, we're we're like at zero. Maybe maybe I could say one percent today. Oh yeah, I haven't made a decent joke all day. Yeah, and so here story we of our are. story of our lives. I think it's finally come to be that people are going to be like, they're not funny, and we're going to be like, we've been fucking telling you that the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> you dumb. It's like now it's right in front of you, and now uh, you have to come to terms with it. So yeah. we'll start a support group for people who thought we were funny, but come to find out we're really not. And, you know, we meet on Wednesdays. Yeah. Let's so. be stupid together forever, Christina. Forever. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> See, we're already off to a great start. We're just. You know. And we have such a great guest. Like I know we I, have a fantastic guest today. Who I recorded it? with him. I recorded with him and um, I do not understand technology. So whatever, if anybody knows how to make an iPad actually um, record audio, that would be great. Um, let me know. And I swear to Christ, if you say Google it, I'm going to find you. I'm going to pay out of my fucking savings. You know, Come you to your learn, house and punch you in the face because I've already done anything that. on YouTube tried it i've tried everything (laughs) i have literally tried everything so i'm like whatever but we have frank edler it is we have frank edler i'm so excited he is the coolest guy like we had so much fun yeah we had so much fun and it's just unfortunately i so we're gonna do it again you heard. I heard, I heard that Frank Edler is actually the real life inspiration for Doc Brown from Back to the Future. For once in my life, 
with you, I cannot tell you that you're wrong. <gasps> I knew it. Yeah. See, honestly, I've been right about everything this whole time. You're just finally coming to understand that. There's a lot of like, a, you know, epiphanies today. Like we're not funny and, you know, you've been right all along. So there's, this is a, this is a gotcha yeah. type of episode today. Yeah. I wow. heard, I heard that he actually mm-hmm. has a flux capacitor, flux capacitor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm in the pool house behind his home again i cannot deny that i knew it yeah yeah because if people don't know frank edler is bizarro oh he's bizarro to the max he is the king of bizarro so yeah let's i i can't i can't deny any of this because it could all be fact. Would you like to know a little bit of fake news on him? Yeah, tell me all of the fake Frank Edler news. Okay, so fake, fake news, fake news. Um, he was the host of his own podcast, Bazong. Yes, Bazong, which just um, ended. It did. It ended in, I believe, January. He, and he did it from 2016 to this year. Um, he has had some amazing guests on Bazan, and I did not know about some of these. He's had C.V. Hunt, John Skip, Jeff Burke, um, Jeff Strand, Ben Arze, John Wayne Kaminali, Wow, Brady Hendricks. <gasps> Shut up! Are you ready for this one? Simon McCarty. How very absolute dare not it's, to frank edler it's amazing. because frank edler it's an amazing interview is an extraordinary man and i love him um but how dare you simon mccarty how very dare you say no to the mothers of mayhem when we know when we now know you went on a podcast with frank edler tell him tell him i don't know what to tell them tell him how very dare how dare you do that? How dare you do that, Simon McCarty? Oh, yeah. What? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But what's really cool is the interview was amazing. I listened to it and I got, I took so many notes from it to follow up for my written review or my written interview. And then I sent it to him. I was written like, interview, these are some of the questions. Interview my ass, Simon McCarty. You're going to yeah. get, yeah, you're going to get on camera or on microphone and speak to frank edler but you won't get on microphone with fucking marion and christina oh no oh no oh no you won't oh no you won't we are offended i'm not but marion is oh it takes a lot to offend me oh i'm so offended i'm usually the one being either offensive or laughing at other people's offendedness but that's right now that's me today i'm offended clark is offended i'm offended maybe the dog i don't know my fucking cat is offended how how is offended he got up and left but he also had aaron beauregard daniel volpe rose o'keefe he's had like a ton of people you know what 
that really doesn't surprise me because Frank Edler is highly respected in our community. Mm-hmm. Like he's one of the most respected human beings in the indie horror. And definitely earned. Like that. Oh my gosh. He's one of the originals. And, but I think, you know, we could probably, we should honestly be putting Frank Edler up there with Ed Lee and DM three and Brian Keen and Rath James White. Like Frank should be there, but where Frank is different is Frank was bizarro. Mm-hmm. Frank is the father of Bizarro and where CM3, you know, did a lot of like splatter punky mm-hmm. stuff with his Bizarro. I feel like Frank is really just a lot more like straight cartoony Bizarro. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why he's that's not been pulled into that little subset of the guys that we consider to be like the grandpapas of indie horror. That's kind of good. And that's right. I said some... it. Grandpapas. <laughs> and that's actually kind of good, in my opinion, because some of the oldie moldies, that's what I'm going to call them. The moldy um, oldies. Right? Uh, we should not say that because Carlton Mellick actually just friended me on Facebook today, and I don't want him to unfriend me immediately. I've been, so. He's been on my friends list for like 10 years or something. Shut so, up. You know. Shut up. It's okay. He just he... friended me today. Now I'm extra offended. I know. God, Grady Hendricks. Grady yeah. Hendricks, if you're listening to this, I sent you a fucking friend request like four months ago and you haven't accepted my friend request yet. So just wait till I see you at AuthorCon in two weeks. Actually, the weekend, this, this thing is airing. This will probably air the week after AuthorCon. So I'll mm-hmm. let y'all know how it went. I'll give y'all an update. Marion is in her check, feelings you today. You might want to check the Facebook group. Over Marion's in her feelings today, I got, people. I got arrested for threatening Grady Hendrix at the paperbacks from hell. Are you uh, ready for this? No. Are you ready for this? I own ready for all but one of his books and I've never read him. Grady Hendrix? Mm-hmm. I also own I own all, all of them. Well, no, except for I, Final Support Girls. No, I have that one. The ones that I don't have are We Sold Our Souls, and I just have absolutely no interest in Southern Book Club. Um, I want to tell you, uh, my best friend's Exorcism, and uh, the other one that you haven't read. Uh, my best friend's Exorcism is they're on Audible for free. They are Chef's Kiss. That book is Chef's Kiss. So if you haven't. This is a great opportunity to go to Audible and get it for free and listen because it's amazing. But of all the Grady Hendrix, and I have read all of them except We Sold Our Souls. And mm-hmm. um, that one's free on Audible too. Guide to Slaying Vampires because I don't freaking care. Um, Final Girl Support Group is one of my favorite books from last year. Really? I did not include it, did not include it in my top 10 because I do not, it's not indie. It's not indie in any way. Um, why is he even coming to AuthorCon? I don't know, but <laughs> because he's an author, because he can do whatever he wants. Right. Um, <laughs> um, it really was one of my favorite books from last year. I I just loved it. Like I had I love horror it. store. I had horror store, I or whatever, and I gave it away. I was just like, oh. hated it. I hated it. It is boring as 
shit. The See, book I like the con- has a lot concept. of novelty. And the concept, I was like, this is going to be amazing. I fucking love Grady Hendrix. He's so great. The book has a lot of kitsch. It has mm-hmm. a lot of novelty to it that makes it super rad. The story is boring as fuck. I DNF'd it. I DNF'd I it. And my I sister don't. was going to order it. And I was like, mm-hmm. don't, don't. Like the book looks cool and it's fun to have it on your shelf. But you're not going to have a good time reading it. You're going to be bored to tears. I think that one's free on Audible too. Now I'm when I say free on Audible, I don't mean that like any oh so body can go. You have to be a subscriber, and okay. I think you have to be like the one. I I don't know the tiers because I just do the 24 credits a year because you know mm-hmm. I have to. But get smart, people. When you do the credits like that, wait until they do two-for-one sales. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. So then you double it for 24 to 48 and get 48 new books for the year. Hey, that's not a bad idea. I have Audible, and I have to say, I don't use it as often as I should. What have you, uh, what have you read recently i've been terrible at reading this week i'm just gonna be honest i read the sexual avenger book one by matt bond it is a very interesting take on superheroes and three foot penises and characters named pam the ham (gasps) so it's a very quick one i think it's like maybe 14 pages around there um just 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 to interject real quick for those of you who are not watching on youtube you did Mm -hmm. hear the voice of my son clark who is six and is still sitting next to me and even though i'm wearing headphones he legit heard christina say three foot penises and he was shook yeah sorry sorry i apologize I, all hateful comments need to go to Matt Vaughn, not me. Uh, and then let's let's keep with the Matt Vaughn. Let's keep with yeah, Matt Vaughn. I love his Mephistopheles Den. Uh, that's on my list. But I started his 30 Minutes or Less series. It yes, yes. is, I will never order another pizza. Uh, I have it. I have yeah. it in my it, It's a quick one, too. Phone. I think maybe 30, 35 pages, something like that. And then Gods of the Dark Web by Lucas Mangum. Baby Stew. Yeah, I really want to read Baby that Stew. one. Baby Stew. You told me that's the one you were already telling me about. Yes, I have it. As soon as you told me about it, I got it and I loaded it yeah. into my Kindle. I already told Christina off can- camera. I literally like every time somebody is like, have you read my, I'm like, it's in my Kindle. I loaded it into my Kindle. I have something like over 75 books that I have not yet read in my Kindle library. We cannot talk about the 400 I have in my Kindle library that I've not read. Okay. All right. That makes me feel better. And that's not, guys, that's not physical books. That's not audio books. That's just straight (laughs) ebooks. And I haven't, 
and I haven't switched over my um, godless bias since December. So that's probably going to add to it. Like, I I'm also probably have some break. godless buys I haven't pulled into my Kindle yet, and I can't even remember what they are. I'm probably go going to break. Files. I'm probably going to break about three fifty on godless titles because I, you know. But you know I what? If you're it. gonna, they're like fifty gonna, cents. How can you say no? Well, like that's just. And that's the thing. If you're going to put $350 into any book distributor, for Christ's sake, people, let it be godless. Because like Christina And I'm going to be honest. They're 50 fucking cents. That's 700 books for $350. That's what I'm saying. Like, I did not even come close to paying $350 for all of those. There's no way. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. Stop mocking me, boy. My son's like being a dick. This episode is just <laughs> so far so you know. good. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so one that I want to talk about is a book that yes. I read that I haven't had a chance to really discuss yet. And this is by uh Andre Duza who is an author who actually lives like an hour from me. Which oh, is cool. amazing. Hopefully I will have a chance to meet him at a uh, convention at some point, but legit, like only an hour from me towards Philly. This book is called Don't Would You Stop It? Marion's about ready to. Sorry. Be uh, child. This book is called Don't Bleep with the Colors. And First of all, I want to tell you, Andre Duza is like, is uh, an African-American writer. So that is the title that he gave this book, which I think is meant to be somewhat like eyebrow raising purposefully. Oh, yeah. Also, y'all need to Google a picture of Andre Duza. This man, he's like, uh, he, he's like, uh, Terry, Terry, what's his face from like this guy's Cruz. Chuck Cruz? Yes, Terry Cruz. He's like Chuck as hell. This guy is like beefed. He's like a stunt man. Like I legit think he works in the movie industry. I know that. Mm-hmm. I think he's a real life stunt man. He's he is like nothing. He's like Wesley Snipes. This dude's probably got like seven percent body fat. The first time I saw him, I was like, "You're you." You could kill people with your bare hands. But he also writes amazing bizarro. Yeah. Brilliant bizarro this guy writes. And if you're going to start getting into his books, I cannot say enough about Don't Bleep with the Colors. So I'm a huge Who Framed Roger Rabbit fan. This takes Who Framed Roger Rabbit and really spins it on its heels and takes it to this ultra-violent socio-cultural commentary level where humans and cartoons are coexisting in the same universe. But cartoons really are looked upon as, um, you know, just like a low-level culture. Mm-hmm. And they're segregated and they're used as servants, service workers. Uh, you you can see where we're going with this. Mm-hmm. 
it's a very similar, they are a minority population mm-hmm. and they are treated that way. And they have, because they are animation, they're cartoons, they have the ability they discover to con- basically consume and take over the bodies of humans using their paint, which is their essence, and they can weaponize this. And so they start, basically, they revolt. Interesting. It, it is ultra violent. The, so, the, the, the commentary is just like, oh, Perfection. on point. His writing is brilliant. It's brilliant. I really hope I get a chance to meet this guy at some point. We live so close. Um, I don't know if he listens to the podcast, but if you do, Andre Duza, you're you're fucking rad. This was a great book. I haven't had a chance to TikTok it yet, and I really should because this is one I think everybody should read. I actually, because um, you know, every once in a while I get on Godless and just start perusing and seeing who I don't know. And he was actually one that I did see. Um, he's an actor, stuntman, screenwriter, and a author or co-author of 10 novels, a graphic novel, yeah. and a Star Trek comic book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he also um, has co-produced and starred in an award-winning short film. And he's also a certified fitness trainer yes. and Kung Fu instructor. I told you, this dude is fucking Chuck. <laughs> right. His body is so sharp, it can cut you. Like, you've got to look at the picture of this dude. His peck will slice you in half. I don't know if you guys can see. Look at him. Look at him. He's beautiful. He's and beautiful. ignore my broken ass phone. We're it's friends. Not- We're friends on Facebook. We've had very little interaction, probably because I'm like, this guy is too pretty and like way too far out of my league for me to even interact with. So son of his he's other beautiful books. and he's brilliant. And I am intimidated as fuck. So Andre Duza, if you do listen to this, please feel free to chat me up at any point in time. Cause I don't know that I'll ever have the balls to actually uh, message you or comment on anything that you he post. also wrote with Rath James White. Oh yes, um, he did. Son of a bitch. Yes. He wrote yes. No gig is too small. Yes. Technicolor terrorist, necro sex machine, yes. Jesus freaks. So as dead soon as bitch I army. finished, as soon as I finished uh Don't Bleep with the Colors, I went through, I legit added every single thing he's got available on Amazon to my TBR list. Nice. Because I was just so so impressed with this book his covers very much remind me of Carlton Mellick third yeah have you noticed that yes and I think they they might be using the same artist but um he has a much different style from Mellick which I really really appreciate he's he's far more in your face and I, I I it's I'm gonna have to, uh, to me it's far more confrontational than cm3 tends to be no. but i love when bizarro authors are just like the world sucks people suck 
everything sucks. Here's why. Here's why. And I'm going to spin it in a way where your brain is going to be like completely just, you know, you're going to have to take off its heels. Yeah. Yeah. And it, oh I, yeah, he's fantastic. He's fantastic. Somebody oh yeah. He, oh, he does zombies. Yeah, he does zombies. Girl, WZMB. Yeah, saw that. Yes. Anything zombies always. Here. I've got like, like I have this huge Andre Duza list. Like anybody now, who reads a zombie book and they're like, I wish I knew someone who could I could refer this to. Just always send it to me. Just jump into my DMs and be like, Hey, I read a zombie book. Yes, I'm about zombies. Real His fast, paperback dead bitch army is now mm-hmm. going for like over $22. I think because it's so rare. I need to get it. <laughs> right. So I want to, I forgot to mention one and that's RJ Benetti spaghetti. Oh yes, 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 yes. Yes. Oh, I read, hold on. It's a long title. So I have to find it here. Small, short stories to read in one shitting. <laughs> There's like 25 stories or um, poems. He has a poem, poem, poem about Hemingway. And Hemingway is one of my favorites. Um, and I actually asked him if he is going to make like a poster out of it because I want it hanging on my wall. I love the poem that much. Um, there's one about a kid who's hitting a pinata and the pinata are people. He's got one about, um, and I'm scratching my head as I say this, um, body cooties, but they're not what we're used to. Oh my God. Um, I had plans to read this tonight. Now I absolutely cannot wait. Yeah. Yeah. Literal is interesting. Twisted up. Uh, the last moments of Hemingway is the poem and rundown is probably my favorite and you'll know why I'm gonna read it tonight and I'll get back to you on that one so yeah I get it it's Benetti Spaghetti that's what my daughter calls him Benetti Spaghetti we love you we love you Benetti Spaghetti or as Don uh Shay calls him uh Tinsel Tits Tinsel Tits yep so. He has so many nicknames. I don't know anybody else in our friend group who has as many nicknames as Benetti does. Mm-hmm. I call him book husband. Book husband. <laughs> I'm just Pencil like tits, hey. spaghetti Benetti. Now there's another uh, kid here. Uh, kids. Shish. All right. Well, mm. should we get Frank in here? I say we should because we have rattled on. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, we've been doing this a while. All right, hang tight. We're going to go get Frank Edler. We'll be right back. We love you. Your guns. Finger guns. Hey. All right. Here we are. We're back. We told you we would be back. And now, aren't you lucky? We're back. Um. So before you came in, Frank. This is Frank. For those of you who aren't watching on YouTube, this guy right here, this is Frank Edler. Uh, (laughs) Frank, Christina and I were already discussing this before you came into the room, but um, we we don't do well with daylight savings. And we are particularly unfunny today. So you're really going to have to carry the humor on this one. (laughs) No pressure. None. Whatever. Just none. You know. 
Uh, thank you for being here. Why don't you, we gave a little bit of an intro to you uh, before you came in, but do you want to tell the people a little bit about yourself? No, not really. Oh, yeah. We're pretty, we hear, we cool. get that a lot. We really do. <laughs> we do. They're like, I would rather somebody else talk about me. I'm like, I don't think you want us to do that. Well, I mean, Marion did say that you have a flux capacitor oh, in yeah. your backyard. I so. heard that you have a flux capacitor behind your house. I can neither confirm nor deny that accusation. I told you. I told you that I can't, you know, I told her, I said, I literally cannot deny this because you may. And I told her that this is proof that I've just been right about everything I have said up to this point about everyone. <laughs> I told you, Frank, we are not funny today. So no. this is really going to fall on you. <laughs> it really is. They're going to be like, Frank carried this show. And we're going to be like, thank God for Frank. Yeah, they're going to be like, give this man his own podcast. And we're going to be like, he had his own podcast and then he stopped it. We talked about that as well. Yeah. yeah. I, I got to leave it up to you. You know, it, I couldn't hog up all the airwaves. So uh, I, I just had to turn it over to you. No, see, nobody wants this. <laughs> the mistakes were made. <laughs> <laughs> nobody wants this. Frank. Everybody wants. <laughs> they want Bazong. They got stuck with the mothers of mayhem. No, like, it's not is, like that is, at all. This is uh, <laughs> he's he's so polite. He, is. he wants. He knows Christmas is coming up. He's smart. <laughs> I never wore the ears on Bazong. No. <laughs> yeah, that's true. She does have the ears. I do. I do have ears and a variety of amazing headbands. She does. Well, Frank. Yes. What we're going to do. I like I like your finger ears. Oh, now there's four of them. Oh, yes. shit. Now he's a moose. God damn. Moose. <laughs> if you're not watching this on YouTube, you're missing it all. I know this yet again. This has become a very visual episode. We're going to hit you with a little back and forth as far as questions go. Okay. Um, are you ready? I'm ready as I'm going to be. Okay, perfect. I respect so, that. I'll go first. You go first. Mr. Frank Edler. Yes. What was your first adventure in Bizarro, either reading or writing it? And what was it about that particular subgenre that made it feel like home for you? So I, I personally found it I didn't know anything about it until I found you and Matt Clark and mm -hmm. uh, my whole world just kind of exploded. And I found out that this is something that I absolutely adore. How did you find Bizarro? So probably far too many years ago now, but uh, it might even be over a decade ago now. Anyway, uh, Brian Keene um, had just signed on with a outfit called Deadite Press, which I, I oh didn't yeah, out. Um, but certainly it got my my interest peaked. Though. Like, well, you know, I like buying Brian Keene stuff, and now he's with this Deadite interesting thing. So I, I went before he even had book published on there. He made the announcement, and I went to DeaditePress.com, and one of the first books I saw when I visited the website was a book by Robert Devereaux titled "Baby's First Book." of seriously fucked up shit. Now, I, I mean, 
how could you not buy a book titled baby's right. first book of seriously fucked up shit oh my god so, i'm going to find it right now <laughs> yeah purchased it just on title alone gotta have it um expecting horror right i'm you know it's mm-hmm. 19. He's, he's signed on with this dead eye press dead eye it's, everything's horror um get the book in my hands immediately started tearing into it and the very it's a short story collection the very first story in the book was a beauty pageant um but by, by like in vitro fetuses <laughs> so in vitro fetus beauty pageant which is like this is not really necessarily horror like something's crazy going on um so after i and it, they're all kind of crazy ass stories like that in the book and i'm like well that wasn't that, that no kind of horror i've ever read before uh, so I went back to Deadeye, realized it's an imprint of Eraserhead, and then started looking at Eraserhead press books. And I'm like, oh, there's this whole bizarro thing going on. And I just got my first dose of really, not horror, but bizarro. And mm-hmm. then I just fell down the rabbit hole from there, reading Carlton Mellon, Cameron Pierce. I mean, <laughs> so many titles from there. And loved it. Absolutely loved it. It was so you know, what struck me about it is like, I'm never going to walk into a Barnes and Noble or my local library and find this on yes. ever. Yes. This is like breaking the rules stuff and, and nobody's going to want to like put this on their shelves. And like, I have to go to this Dutty Press or Racerhead. Um, of course it was available, you know, on Amazon, but who knew about it, right? So um, I just became a big champion of it. And uh to the tune of like, I really want to start talking about these books. Nobody's doing a podcast about bizarre. Everybody's got a horror uh, book podcast, interviewing authors or reviewing books. Nobody's doing this for bizarre. Bizarre needs this. Um, and that's why I started Bizong and did that for six plus years. And uh, and now I'm done. <laughs> I just got tired. Um, but man, I'm still a champion of that, all that crazy, weird stuff. Um, and, you know, people often say I'm a bizarre writer. I I disagree a bit. I don't think I'm necessarily there with Bizarro. That's just because I don't think I'm writing true Bizarro, but uh, everybody kind of disagrees with me going like, look, your books are about, you know, and I'm like, all right, fair enough. They are (laughs) weird. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I wrote exploding bears, right? That's not normal. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I I mean, here in Alaska. I was going to say, we live in New Jersey and Pennsylvania. Exploding bears aren't really that far off from our everyday life experience, right? It's like, oh, what was that sound? Oh, it's Tuesday. It's just an exploding bear. It's just an average day on the Pennsylvania, New Jersey border. Nine (laughs) o'clock. Right on cue. Oh, yeah. That must have been an exploding bear. It all started (laughs) when, I'll, I'll call it circa 2010. Uh, Robert Devereaux's baby's first book of seriously fucked up shit. And yes, you should go Google it, buy it. Read it. I just added it to yep. my Amazon wish list. It's in there now. Totally getting it. My gateway to Bizarro. Oh, heck yeah. I can't wait. I'm also liking the looks of Santa Claus saves the world. Great holiday read. <laughs> I'm so Fun totally for the whole family. I did. Uh-huh. Fun for the whole family. But the human centipede was bad. Yeah, <laughs> I got that one. I haven't read it yet, but I'm like, how can you, how can you pass this up? Like, look yeah. at this, you know? It's bizarre. The titles, like, so many of them, just demand that you buy it on the title alone. That's oh my god! Because my first Bizarro was Carlton Mellick. Uh, 
girlfriend of mine at the time, um, she was like, have you read this guy? And I'm like, no, I mean, <laughs> I read Bronte and Dickens. <laughs> <laughs> um, God, you know, 2012, Christina is such a bitch bag. But anyway, so I found one called Baby Jesus Butt Plug. Yes. And razor wire pubic hair. And that was my, that was my first taste of Bizarro with Carlton Mellick. And then I read one um, and I don't have it with me, but it's Mr. Blankety Blank. Um, Absolutely loved it. Um, I forget who wrote it. It's downstairs because I'm, this is not my bedroom. So just so everybody knows, this is not my bedroom. I don't have Squidward on my walls. but yeah, that was my first like bizarre was about 2012, 2011, something like that. I'm so late to the party. It's okay. I'm late to the party with everything else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm late to the party with everything else in life. Well, you know, like Bazong, the Bizarro podcast, it it ran for six years. You had a ton of guests. We were going through the list. Like you had some pretty high caliber names not just from within indie but also mainstream like is there anybody in particular that stands out as one of your more memorable guests and uh, why 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 what was it about them that made them I get that you know I get that question actually a lot now that the show is over um and it, it's hard it's hard to pick out any one particular guest that stood out among the others um honestly um you know i've had richard chismar jeff strand like you said um and they were fun and great and everything but for me what i really loved was was talking to like matt clark sight unseen um and getting to know people like that um and especially when i started out the zong really i was also starting out my writing career quote unquote so I was using it early on as like a writing school thing for me too. Like, how do I market these things? What are you doing with editing? Are we sharing similar experiences? Um, and of course, six years on, um, you know, I'd interview with Matt Clark and now I had six years writing experience behind me, self-publishing and everything. And I find myself almost being a little like, you know, being a bit of a mentor. Sure. Agree. Um, so that was an odd shift, but you know, his experience. Um, and Matt Clark was a new guy, but you know, you read uh, the Mantis story, things mm-hmm. have become or whatever the hell. It's a long time. Yeah. <laughs> guy that's it was fairly new. Um, and like that was the type of stuff I really liked because that's why I did Bazong. I wanted to promote people who would just never have mm-hmm. the opportunity to, you know, nobody's looking for Matt Clark, unfortunately and people like that so you know I was like the little guy the other thing about Bazong too is you know keep about an hour long interview 45 minutes to an hour but so many times after we stopped recording uh the conversation would continue off the record and I'd have so many wonderful conversations with people um that you know just very personal for me that was that was great and that happened so many times um and just, you know, the connections overall that I've made, uh, not just networking, but just kind of friendships that developed from doing the podcast. Sure. Um, those are all the things like, you know, hey, it was great that I got to talk to Richard Chismar um, and, and any number of, of the bigger names. Um, but really, I, I always liked talking to the, the person who 
I was the only one giving them that voice, that platform. Mm-hmm. That's what I enjoy most about doing a podcast. Oh, I think we can totally relate to that. I don't know about you, Christina, but I feel that. Um, yeah. So there are probably people listening now who never had a chance to listen to Bazong before you wrapped it all up. Just so they know, are there particular places where they can go to hit up the back catalog of episodes? Um, well, you can always just Google Bazong. All the episodes are still up there you know, with the webpage and everything, that's probably the easiest way to do it. Um, I still have a Bazong Facebook page, a Bazong Instagram, Twitter. And I've just recently been like archiving, I'll say archiving older episodes over to YouTube. Um, So that's happening slowly, but there's quite a number of episodes that I've moved over to YouTube uh, as well. So you can uh, find them there as well. So audible. They're on Audible as well. I found Spotify, you know, your favorite. I I didn't realize that they were on Audible. And that's how I, because I just somehow I Googled it or something. And I was like, wait a second, it's on Audible. And you can literally see like your guest list. And yeah, it's pretty cool. We are also on Audible Kids. So if that makes you. Oh, are we? Oh, yes, we are, my lady. We most certainly are. So you can get both your favorite moms and the Bizarro King all in one place. Mm-hmm. Boom. Thank you, Audible. Two Thank birds, you, Jeff Bezos. one stone, no credits. Right? Go for it, Christina. All right. So my... And- Frank and I have recorded before, so we've, we've talked some of these out, but these are my favorite questions that I ask. So I had to make sure everyone else hears them too. A death in Toledo. You know how much I loved that one. Um, We're introduced to one of my favorite characters in any of your books. And that's Mr. Otis. (laughs) He is, I like to say he's like the Walmart version of Sharon. Sharon you know what I mean he's like Uh he's like the comfy you can wear what you like type of guy you know (laughs) and if you listen or read the story you'll you'll get why I say that so is there going to be more of us because if not I'm going to riot I I love that you've honed in on Otis um and Otis you know, for as big a production as Christine is making it out to be, he's just like this really <laughs> short-lived boom. He's yes. for a tiny little, but he has a great part. And I loved the character um, to the tune of really when the, the audiobook was finished. And I was already kind of feeling this, but hearing uh, Ron Gabaldon, who did the audio, uh, hear him bring that character to life. I'm like, I'm already feeling this, but yeah, Otis needs his own story, I feel like. Because with um, any of my death books, uh, Death Gets a Book, Death in Toledo, <laughs> a couple other short stories hanging around, um, I, I, that was like my first book, Death Gets a Book. And it was really a short story before that that set the whole world off called uh, Death Gets a Life. And uh, <laughs> 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 <Sorry>. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so I, I always envision that world. Like I never, I don't like series. I'm not big on reading series necessarily. Um, so I never wanted to write a series, but I loved 
like the world and the concept of the mm-hmm. character. I'm like, this is great because what I've created is not one Grim Reaper. It's a world of mm-hmm. Grim Reaper. It's like the Santa Claus. There can't just be one Santa Claus. It's ridiculous. Right. So it's the same thing with Grim Reaper. There's just all Grim Reapers all over the world. Um, and through that, I can tell all these death stories because I can just hone in on different Grim Reapers and still make standalone stories, but yet continue telling stories in that world. Um, so yes, uh, Otis is um, in this in the stories. The deaths have to bring their souls uh, to the River Styx, where then Charon comes up the Styx and and uh, and uh, escorts them down the river to the hereafter. That's the like the final leg of their journey. Um, and in a death in Toledo, I introduced the character of Otis because <laughs> it's like a thing you didn't know, and it's like uh, death's like oh, I hope Otis shows up today and is. Here comes Otis down the river and everybody's because, you know, Sharon's all stiff and tight, just great. And here comes Otis. He's like, howdy, Death, how you doing? <laughs> and, uh, I just recently watched and, and it struck me like, I don't know if this was intentional or not, but really, I just watched Driving Miss Daisy the other day and Otis is very much uh, Morgan Freeman's character, like in, in Driving Hoke, you know? So mm-hmm. he's got that sort of sensibility, just charming southern old gentleman you know mm-hmm. uh, just doesn't have a, a kind of hateful bone in his body really just tries to be positive about everything that is otis um so to answer your question yeah i love this character this idea of like the antithesis of what chatter <laughs> is uh and continuing on um and to take that concept of like keep playing in the world of deaths i can even kind of shift more over to what's that journey on the river sticks to the final leg of the hereafter for the souls. Um, and then we can, we can discover that uh, with Otis. So there's sort of an idea rumbling around the back of my head, uh, like a working title of a death in Otis, but I haven't put much of a pen to paper on it yet, but I have started putting pen to paper on a different death project, uh, yes. a death at the office. Yes. That was one we're going to talk about. Yep. Right. All right, so we'll, I'll leave it there, but I have started moving forward, uh, and um, I'm going to present that differently than, than Christina, how you originally found it. How I know of it. Yeah. So I'll just, I'm going to steal, I'm going to take another one, Marianne. Oh, yeah, that's we're fine. Just gonna, we're going to roll into a oh, yeah. the office, because the reason why we're talking about it like that is because it's on Kindle Bella. Now, I have and, not explored Bella yet, so well, I'm not even sure I. what it's all about. So neither had I, but I had a chance to get like a $5 credit to Amazon if I check them out. So I'm on there and I'm derping looking and I had been doing research on Frank for our first interview and one of them came up and I was like, Frank, there's, there's no way. There's just another, it's another guy. And I was, it's death at the office and I was like wait a goddamn minute he this is him <laughs> and so I immediately like instant messaged him and I was like is this you and he's like yeah it's me and he also has one called that time I hung out with a rock star which he tells stories about hanging out with rock stars and it's all on Kindabella, free um and he started it's like a series. It's like uh, like chapters, if you will. So go ahead, 
Sorry, I just totally fangirl about. It. Sorry about that. Go oh, ahead. Yeah. Well, last <laughs> summer, summer twenty twenty one, I guess Kindle launched this Kindle Vela thing, which is, you know, at the time, a lot of my writer friends were like, yeah, I'm going to try something out. It's supposed to be like, it's almost like Godless for for Amazon. Yeah. It's like oh. Episodes, right? And I think you get the first, say, three episodes of any Vela story, like for free, and then you have to have credits to like mm-hmm. read depending on the length of the thing but they're all real short right and you might have okay. to, to read through seemed like a cool concept right and you know this is really kind of coming in just right behind godless and everything um so i, I did uh i threw a couple of these death stories i, I came up with this concept of death in the, at the office which is like if you picture the television series the office and then marry it with my concept of grim reapers this is what you get um, yeah, it's it's amazing. <laughs> janitor and Mr. Death is the okay. boss. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I started writing these little episodes. Then it was only there's only I don't know three or four, something stupid. Um, and Kindle Vela, and then I also had Dirty Little Secret on the Rockstar. The time I hung out with a Rockstar, those stories are actually available on my blog, like free, and they've been up there for years. I was just trying to be sneaky and and shoot them over there because I thought it would work on the platform. No sneak. No sneak. <laughs> I'll find it all. Here's the deal. I don't want you to go to Kindlevel. It's just not work. Christina, until you went there and found those things, nobody (laughs) else had found them. They're just sitting there dormant collecting dust. So they are going to get pulled off of all that stuff is going to get pulled off of Kindlevela. Like I said, the rock star stuff, those are just fun things. I had sort of at one point had an idea of making them a collection, but then I started putting them up on my, like, I just, never had a great idea for him and I never came up with a bunch of them. There's so much fun. I write like mm-hmm. a, a story about the time I hung out with Motley Crue and I went on their tour bus and then Medusa came and attacked us. Um, and then Nikki said, you know, Medusa and then we just party like rock stars afterwards. So it's stories like that, that, you know. All uh, true, all yeah. completely true. All factual. Everything he just said actually happened. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, Ozzy yeah. did the, the Alamo. Mm-hmm. Got banned? Well, I, you don't know this, but you got to read my story because I was there. Yeah, Ozzy pissed on the Alamo, but only because he was battling a freaking dust demon that was trying to attack the Alamo and level it. That's why he had to whip it out, piss the thing down. Wow. And uh, so, yeah, it's all there. You know, it's all there. Um, Thank you for giving us the history true. that we need that we don't get. Yeah, that's you all know, true nonfiction work. Absolutely. Um, the best of my recollection, that's what happened. Um, so yeah, those are, all that Vela stuff is going to go away because it just doesn't work. You know, it doesn't work. It doesn't make money. Um, it seems like like romance or like everything else, romance writers have some success with it, but I, I just don't see it really working long term anyway for anybody. Where do you think uh, you might transition it over to? Godless? Will you still keep it uh, episodic? Or? Yeah, you, you just nailed it, Mary. Yeah. Well, Nailed. it seems like that's the best place to move something that's going to be like a series, right? Right. Well, you know, it doesn't take for me. I, I already have success on Godless. So right. Vela thing was sort of the same thing and it's not working. We'll just take it all off of Vela. I'm going to give it to Juice Stepic. So that's the, the new project I am putting pen to paper on currently is continuing yeah. those uh, stories. Uh, Death, Death in the Office. And I'm going to put them up as like 50 cent episodes like everybody else is doing there. And awesome. a bunch of those, those uh, uh, death in the office things at some point this year. And, and you know, 
few times a year, have hopefully two or three episodes out on Godless and just let that story exist that way on Godless. Right. So that's, yeah, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Drew, if you're watching, <laughs> that's what's going to happen. I haven't told you. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Drew. So it FYI. Laser <laughs> <laughs> FYI, Drew. Yeah. Carrier, this is your carrier pigeon. <laughs> it's so cleverly done because death is my favorite character i love anything to do with death set in hell and brats in hell you know it's one of them that you've done um i actually found out about you through daniel volpe because he was reading brats in hell and i was like wait a minute i just saw the word hell so of course have to go to audible and then i'm like oh john wayne commonally does your book <laughs> okay then so that was a instant check right in, there check, just check all my boxes all you gotta and, do is the j double say and she is or hell one or the other <laughs> that's, how you, that's how you get me going like, get me into it bring the sauce to bring the sexy well <laughs> there you go I, that's all i need and a little bit of hell to go with it yeah. um but yeah that's that's how i found you was because daniel volpe was you know talking about he was reading it and i was like that sounds really interesting and something different than you know what i'm reading about i don't know shoving kittens up vaginas i don't know what i was reading at the time but like it tracks with a lot of guys we talked to <laughs> like a lot of them. um but it is and that so that's how I found you and now I I just ordered the last of the standalones from you because now I have every standalone you have done she has a yes. full Edler collection I do the whole uh, pantheon it's in a <laughs> giant box somewhere in st louis right now i guess probably everybody else probably. can suck it but like <laughs> but i get here's and we talked about this um with someone like frank i go to that when i need when i'm having a bad day and i need something that's going to make me laugh or just something that's going to you know kind of calm me because like death in toledo and um death gets a book like they're hilarious, but they're so calming because it's not gore. It's not splatter punk. It's not, I mean, obviously people die because it's death, you know, but it's done in such a way that you kind of, you get that calmness from it. And so that's why I had to have all of them was because it's light and lively horror. It is. It is. That's yeah. yeah. It just, it makes you happy to read it. Like, cause it was funny. I was looking for something to read yesterday and I was like, I need my Edler books <laughs> because you can just pick it up, read a couple pages. And then you have that like serotonin dopamine going on and you're like, okay, I'm good. Okay. Okay. Back to the kittens and vaginas. <laughs> you didn't hear that. How, how I'm, I'm sorry. How, how I apologize. How dare you? <laughs> I, uh, it's, a, it's a bad day to be a cat i guess <laughs> all right miss marion you're ah. taking like all my questions already Sorry speaking of cats <laughs> yes, so, yes 
your books feature all kinds of characters from like the crypto historian cat to the exploding bears to a barbecue fanatic satan to of course the the multitude of incarnations of death so where where where, can you explain the inspirational process (laughs) behind the uh conception of these characters and these concepts where does this come from uh you know i wish i could tell you anything other than i don't know i just fucking popped in there (laughs) (laughs) oftentimes my stuff comes from like the title occurs to me like death gets a book like you know because i said i wrote that short story uh, um (laughs) death gets life and I'm like, well, it's time for me to really put this, you know, everybody liked that short story. I'm like, well, this is the story I need to keep telling uh, for a longer version. I'm like, I don't know. So what do I write? Death gets, uh, you know, uh, oh, a book. He's getting a book. He's getting his whole book. He's getting his full length book. Death gets a book. I have no idea what that is, but I just start writing. And, it, it, you know, it, it kind of turns out literal. He gets a guy dies, turns into Grim Reaper. He gets handed the instruction, man. He's like, that's his tra- on-the-job training is like, here's the book, God, go figure it out, you know. Sort of the rub of the whole story is he's trying to figure out the job. He's just shoved into it, um, and, and he's just got this book to go by. Um, the handbook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that, like right? Like Beetlejuice? Like, <laughs> yeah, they didn't the know. handbook for the recently deceased. <laughs> right. yeah. yeah, sort of that sort of same idea. Um Again, Brats in Hell, the title that occurred to me, um, double entendre, Bratwurst and just bratty-ass demons. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't know what that story was until I started writing. You know, what the hell is this weird thing that's been popping in my head, Brats in Hell? And I'm like, well, there's, uh, they're fighting for control of hell with Bratwurst. Like, I don't know where that fucking comes from, but just that's the way my mind works. Um but yeah, it, it often does come from like the title coming first. Um, for Scatterbrain, um, that was like, all right, I've tackled Grim Reapers. I've tackled demons. I don't want to do wolves. I don't want to do vampire. You know, I don't want to do the normals. Like, what's what can I do? And I'm like, oh, like B-movie. Like, remember this old black and white killer brain type of movie? Let's do a killer brain book. Um and with that sensibility, I'm like, so what's uh, Scatterbrain? You know, it's a Frank Edler sounded title. What do we do with this? And it's uh, create a city of, of, of Scatterbrain uh, aliens or whatever the hell he is. He's just a killer brain. Um, but kind of tell it from the monster side of things. You know, they're, they're menacing killer brains eating the citizens of the city. But, you know, you kind of got a feel for him because he's just a killer brain is what he does. You know, that's that's sort of the conceit. Of, of scatterbrain um and then you know back to the well with uh <laughs> with the death in toledo cat coin came about just because i i started uh researching and falling and kind of falling in love with this I, I almost thought it was like a romantic concept of this cryptocurrency and everything i really dug the idea behind it and was just watching lots of documentaries reading tons of shit on it and um I but just the, saw your TikTok where you were dropping copies of Catcoin in the free little libraries, the little oh, yeah. free libraries around New Jersey. I was like, yeah, corrupt <laughs> the children, Frank. <laughs> yeah. I wrote that book just because, you know, as much as this like factual nonfiction shit I was reading, I'm like, I want to read a story like about 
cryptocurrency like and there wasn't a story out there that was just like a, a cryptocurrency like thriller or anything um so i was like well i guess i gotta write this book and that's cat coin came about it's like literally the the history of bitcoin but with cats is, is i love it it's yeah. so good i listened to it on audible and it was his narrator is amazing um he really knows how to bring it to life it, it's ron what is it Gab- ron gabaldon yeah yeah ron he's so good him, so good i found him quite by accident uh like when the pandemic was hitting and i had resisted uh doing doing the audiobooks for a while they're really they can be really expensive to get produced and everything and yeah rate of return god only knows but um when the pandemic hit there was a sort of a i felt there would be a glut of of, uh, of voice talent kind of mm. um, um, now mm-hmm. so I got there and i found ron on the cheap really I, death gets a book was his first audio book but he is uh, an actor you know he does he does you know small local theater and stuff Oh, that's uh, awesome. Yeah. So he he's definitely got the talent for it and everything. And, um, uh, you know, I held auditions. He was the one that kind of spoke to me for the the comedic tone of, of those books um, and hired him. And he was he was giddy to, to be working for it, getting his, his foot in the door. And he's like asking me, oh, what does this guy sound like? Was <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you think he sounds like, <laughs> you tell me. I'm going to defer to you for a lot. He's <laughs> getting home runs, just kind of nailing the voices of, of, of different characters that I'd never even really considered. Um, so yeah, it's, it was quite easy for me to go back to him several times. And of course I did have John Wayne. He was same thing. He was trying to get into audiobooks, and I'm like, he's perfect for brats in hell. He is perfect for it. Um, he's got a different tone than Ron Gavaldon. And I don't think Ron would have, would have been able to pull it you off. Told me hunting me. No, no. Me hunt- <laughs> <laughs> she was like mute. <laughs> well, sometimes, like you're right. The vibe you need a, a a narrator who's really going to sell the vibe of the book, and not everybody fits the tone in that just right way. Yeah. Yeah. And when I approached uh, John Wayne about it, after a Bazong interview, one of those we're talking after an interview deals. And I'm like, yeah, I'm thinking about having it. He goes, I love that book. And I was like, well, would you want to do it? Because I kind of think actually you'd be good. He's like, absolutely. So it was just, you know, it was like that sort of impromptu thing set up after a Bazong interview. Um, and again, he just, he just nailed it. Nailed it good. Um, and yeah, I've been happy with, uh, <laughs> with the, uh, audiobooks I've had done again Ron Gabaldon's done three of them he's done the two death books and then cat coin um and then I don't know from there I, I can't say these things are making bank for me or anything like that so I'm not in a rush to get them done but uh I have a really good working relationship with Ron Gabaldon so uh it, more will probably be done by him at some point um you know but I'm not rushing to get them done so much do you have a full-time day job on top of everything that you do within the literary fiction communities? I do. I do. Unfortunately. Oh my God. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, you know, part of the reason why I kind of 
packed up on the bazong is just um like i said when i started bazong six years ago plus my kids were seven eight years old six years on now they're teenagers oh kids to the mall and just there's just more demand on me you know family no. stuff. it's not like they're just watching spongebob in the corner and right. time for myself i got less time to myself so and of course a uh, full-time job because i do have to eat and keep a roof over my head uh damn it let them write some books yeah <laughs> freaking kids yeah <laughs> 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 I got one in kindergarten and one graduating high school this year. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> I got one throwing a tantrum because she can't watch TV. Uh, oh, I can hear her. Can you hear that? Yeah, That's I love all, it. So I'm all the way upstairs and you have to go <laughs> like down the hallway, down two flights of stairs, and then all the way into the living room. So this is not like, my house is not small. This is a huge house. And that's what you hear. She is so far away. Hey. So yeah, that's that's fun for him, sucker. <laughs> I'm busy. I'm busy doing professional things. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was just telling me all about his audio books. Mm-hmm. I, I wish I knew how to get into that because I would love to read audiobooks. That would be so cool. I'm going to have to ask JWC about that when I see him in a couple of weeks. How do I do this, bruh? Anyway, you want to ask him one of your other questions? Done. I'm out. I've done all my questions. Are you sure? I Did am. Because we talked about that. Oh, all yeah. right. All right. Well, Saris is about to burn Christina's house down. So we're going to take a quick break, give all of our love to Godless, and we'll be right Hey, kids. Looking for a way to affordably access the best and wildest independent extreme horror currently in existence? Godless Horrors is the place to be. Go to www.godless.com to gain access to thousands of extreme horror and splatterpunk books from the genre's best and brightest independent authors. Godless Horrors offers every title in their catalog in a variety of formats to ensure compatibility with your favorite digital reading device. Strapped for cash? No worries. Godless has a fantastic collection of free titles ready for instant download, with other titles in their collection rarely exceeding $3 to $4. Again, go to www.godless.com or download the app and tell them what the fuck you're looking for. Come join the Godless tribe today. Forever delightfully deviant. Forever Godless. That's what we have left. Three years, five months. Three years, five months until this hell that I call life comes to an end. <laughs> Or at least our Alaskan, Michael's Alaskan PCS. (laughs) If you're in Alaska and you're listening, we don't mean, we don't mean, uh, we don't include you in that um, encapsulation of what Alaskan hell is because we love you and we don't want you to stop listening. 
I don't know if we have any Alaskan viewers besides me. I mean, you never know. All right, and it's I, time! <laughs> and I don't watch the show half the time. <laughs> Even Christina doesn't listen to this show, so. <laughs> Great job, but you feel real good about being here today, Frank Edler. <laughs> I'll watch Frank. <laughs> so, it is time for the rapid fire four questions. Christina. What? It's your line. <laughs> We've only do, done this 15 fucking times. <laughs> Whoopsie. Four questions, four answers, zero times. If you give us an answer that we don't like, you will be forced to surrender your flux capacitator to me and I will meet you halfway for the trade-off. We can meet at a police station somewhere. Fair enough. Nice. It's really nice. You're like, yeah, I don't want you're going to, to give it to me, but I'm going to help you out. And I think that's yeah, like, I don't want him, I don't want him to feel unsafe. Gas prices are crazy. I, I know, I know. We need to share the burden on that. And I don't want you to feel unsafe. So we can definitely meet at a place. Unsafe with Marion. We can meet in New Hope. It'll be it'll be fine. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. First question. All right, let's go. Which of your characters do you identify with the most and why? Oh, um, (laughs) I guess death, you know. Um, (laughs) he's he's most (laughs) whatever death it is is sort of most my voice um so yeah and and death pays the bills so i identify with (laughs) nice Uh, is there any other literary genre that you would be interested in trying yes i would love to try um like crime thrillers (gasps) Uh, yeah but like fun ones i love there's a writer i don't know if you're aware of him tim dorsey he writes like florida crime fiction but it's like funny like carl hyacin i think he's funnier than even carl like hyacin. florida man crime fiction yeah very much Holy so like that uh, it's great great fun i always try to read a couple of tim dorsey books a year he's got tons of them um and i would love to like do my version of tim dorsey but like with jersey guy you know instead of florida man jersey guy crime fiction I don't know what that looks like, but I would love to try my hand at that someday. Oh my God, these look amazing. Mm-hmm. Holy crap, I'm going to have oh, yeah. to get into that. Absolutely. Third <laughs> Storms, great, great, funny ass books. Oh, awesome. Okay, Christina, go ahead. So, next one is what is your favorite story you have written? My favorite story of everything I have done is, is Brats in Hell. I was, you know, when I'm selling my books out there and usually you'll have somebody come up, well, what's your favorite? And uh, a lot of writers are like, oh, I love them all. Or my, you know, I'm like, no, Brats in Hell was my favorite <laughs> book to write. I love the hell out of that story. Um, <laughs> Cause I'm so like divorced from actually having written it uh, going back and like hearing things like the, uh, the audio book. Like I'm, I laugh at my own shit. And I think that's like, <laughs> We do that all the time. I forgot, like, I had some jokes around. I'm like, that's fucking hysterical. This guy's brilliant. (laughs) This guy's pretty legit. I'm a fucking genius. (laughs) I'm a gem. Absolutely. My favorite. favorite So, is that why you love it so much? You just go back and you read it and you're like, God damn, I have never been funnier than when I wrote wrote this book. (laughs) 
I don't, you know, it, th- that was the fun part of like doing any of the audiobooks because I'd done them years later, the audiobooks. And, you know, I'm like, all right, here's the book. You read it and get back to me. And stuff like the Death Gets a Book with the, uh, the opening scene at the, mm-hmm. at the donkey show in Tijuana. I was, I was rolling listening to, to Ron Gabaldon read that chapter. And I was like, because, you know, I write it, I put it out there. I've, I, I go through it X amount of times editing. Um, and that book is, is like eight years old now. So like, I, I've written so much stuff after you just forget, you don't remember everything you wrote. So it, it almost is like experiencing it again for mm-hmm. the first time after you've had that, that divorce of time from it. So yeah, I was just laughing at so much of this stuff, Brad's and Hell, the death books, because you know I, I hadn't heard that stuff in a while and again i forget it and i'm kind of laughing at some of these jokes it's good because i'm making myself laugh at my own shit. right that's the tijuana donkey show watch, when you watch like saturday night live or any like sketch comedy stuff and they're just they can't keep a straight face oh it's the best it's the best and so oh like my God. Me, like that's my own like i can't keep a straight face in my own skit type of a moment so uh, oh uh, that's good yeah <laughs> now yeah. if there if okay so if you could co-author with anyone living or dead who would it be and why um i've co-authored several things uh armand rosamilia we wrote a, a shock called the shocker trilogy um, i've read them all in like one day yeah well they're <laughs> It was like almost 800 pages. (laughs) I did it in like 24 hours. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's candy, but uh, it was a lot of fun. So good. Yeah. And I've also, again, with Armand Rosamilia and Tim Meyer and Chuck Buddha, we have done these two, uh, what we call Beers and Fears uh, books. They sort of a collaboration, but we each like wrote our own story. It was a little different. So I've had some collaborations before um uh you know i haven't approached him or anything but it's kind of been mentioned i think a few times like me and matt clark might be a good <gasps> no yeah. that would be amazing yeah <laughs> so matt clark matthew, I made matthew getting my, clark. getting coming, his dms we're coming from mccarty and hawk right yes so. do it yeah. You know, we're super offended. McCarty did your show and yet refuses to appear on ours. What? And that's okay because he just No, Christina, it's not okay. It is 100%. Considering okay. the stuff that this man writes, it he has he can't say I'm not comfortable with anything. Yes, he can. <laughs> People have anxiety. Like... Look, I have anxiety. I just, I just ripped the hell out of my thumb for no reason. <laughs> but yes, we are going, well, I will be doing a written interview with Simon. And I'm taking some questions from when you interviewed him. So thank you for that. <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> I know he's, he's, he's not comfortable or whatever. And I guess the camera makes it a little more difficult to do. Maybe, maybe you should go down the uh, Aaron Burgard route and put a, a, a beans and rice mask over his face or something. Right. Yeah. Well, that's what we do with Ash. Yeah. Um, we do that with Ash. And um, I don't know if Rain have it because she's going to be on the program. I don't know if she's going to be wearing a mask or if she's just going to be black screen. Either way, doesn't matter. Nope. And yes, the written- no, we respect it. 
<laughs> Some respected more than others. I get it. But I think you and Matt Clark, I think, would be brilliant. That would probably amazing. Be so Fucking yeah. brilliant. Because we had Matt Clark on. Um, him and Hawker were yeah. our first guests. Right, I know. And right. he's so much fun. He's so much fun. So I think, I think he's going to be very excited to hear. Yeah. Who you would like to? I'm not going to author with. Him on, this is the only invitation I'm giving you, Matt Clark, right here. If you don't listen to this, you snooze, you lose, and uh, we're not going to take over the world. Uh, yeah. Oh well. Oh. Well, you know, somebody will just. Somebody might just be like, hey, Matt, you need to you need to watch this episode. I'm just saying. I can't give you any deets. Right. But you but should probably I, listen. If to I can't get uh, Matt Clark, I, I think I would love to try writing with Jeff Strand. I love his work and, yeah. you know, horror comedy, but very different from me. Oh, yeah. He uh, did the next best baker in Baker's Dozen. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> But it was so funny. Yeah, he can. You're just like he leans more into the horror aspect than mm-hmm. I. Would. Um. So yeah, he's he's interesting. I would love to like get more horror-y, but I'm always such my stuff is so cartoony and and goofy and yes, and it's fun. But it's I'm comfortable. But it's I yeah. Be Jeff Strand, you know Jeff Strand writes Jeff Strand, right? Um. But I would like to maybe go that way a little more sometimes you know something like i think brats in hell is maybe a little closer to something what strand does but um but strand can write straight horror that isn't mm-hmm. too um so yeah it'd be kind of fun to to get uh, a jeff strand but i don't ever expect that to happen that would be Matt, pretty Mark, rad little rent i can get him like that low rent. <laughs> matthew clark you did not just hear that <laughs> <laughs> but, i mean I'm trying to negotiate a contract. He, I like this. He's like, I'm trying, trying to make it where it's something I can do I'm here. Doing my best. <laughs> well, Frank, all of those answers were unacceptable. So I will be meeting you somewhere uh, along the border of Jersey and Pennsylvania to obtain that flux capacitor oh. at your earliest convenience. Thank you very much. We could shop the thrifts in New Hope. I, I don't know any. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us and having us put you through this torture gauntlet for yeah. a second time. Yeah. Um, please take the opportunity now. Hype up anything that you've got dropping soon. Let the people know what's the best, what's your preferred place to have them purchase from you amazon godless is there somewhere else and um if they would like to contact you directly where is the best place for them to do so if you are comfortable with that level of communication yeah i'm comfortable I, I'm, Ooh, yeah. I'm no simon mccarty i'm a whore come get me. <laughs> <laughs> obviously facebook you can find me frank every i'm on facebook i'm on twitter i'm on instagram i'm on tiktok yeah Uh, so yeah all the like usual places and you know just search if you're not searching frank edler search mr frank uh often my handle is that on those things i'm easily found there on the social medias um but buying my stuff of course most of my stuff is is up on amazon kindle kindle unlimited if you got that kind of thing 
Um, I'll always be happy to sell anybody a physical signed copy of my book. Reach out to me, Twitter, Facebook, wherever. Just hey. And it's always like, listen, I'm I'm pretty good. Like ten dollars a book, three for twenty five. I mean, you're not going to get much of a better deal than that. Um, and in the end, it's it's cheaper than Amazon anyway. After all, <laughs> ship nonsense. So yeah. get at me. Just reach out. I don't bite. Uh, contact me. I'll, I'll get you some books. Uh, no problem. Stakers, bookmarks. I make it fun, you know. Uh, even we love the swag. I know. I got yes. songs. I got to read it too. So, um, yeah. So that's that's all the the ways you can get my stuff. Of course, I do have exclusive stuff on Godless. Uh, the shot box is up there. The aforementioned shot clock. I wish people would read it. The Mutants of Mugwump was a great collaboration. Um, not a lot of people are buying it. Uh, check out the Mutants of Mugwump. It's the most craziest ass thing. That uh, was with Lucas, right? Lucas, <laughs> myself, Amelia, uh, a stripper by the name of Aaron Lewis, uh, and Jay Wilbur. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. Yeah, it's it's such a it's just childish, awful, but it's so much fun. Um, My favorite. And of course, I got uh, scared, silly, uncomfortable shorts up there. <laughs> Which, as far as ebook goes, is the only place you can get those. I'll, I'll sell you paperbacks, but uh, the only place you're going to get digital versions of those two short story collections is on Godless. So, so shop for me on Godless, and of course, I'm going to be having those Death at the Office stories coming out on Godless uh, in the next coming months. So keep an eye out for them as well. Uh, love Drew Stepic, love Godless, and I, I want to do a lot of stuff to keep supporting that platform. Are you coming to AuthorCon in Williamsburg? I'm not going to be at all. Unfortunately, that day job I have, uh, I'm in high demand in the spring. Uh, but I will be at Scares at Care in August, the, the regular Scares at Care charity week, and I will be down there uh, tabling with my friend J.C. Walsh. Okay. Uh, I've done several Scares at Care. I love that event. And, uh, you know, last two years, we couldn't get there. Yeah. Uh, pandemic-y stuff. So looking forward to my triumphant return. Yeah. The scares at care in Virginia, but unfortunately, I can't make off the con this year. We forgive you. <laughs> and don't forget, you can find him on Audible. They have Death Gets a Book, yeah. State of Horror, Illinois, Cat Coin, Frost in Hell, and A Death in Toledo are all on Audible. Yeah, don't buy those State of Horror things. I don't get paid for them. Fuck that guy. <laughs> oh, well, then, good thing I didn't buy. That's the only one I haven't bought. It's a so, good you should if, if you got I don't I don't have free codes for that. Like if anybody wants to check out my book, I got free codes. Like seriously, if you want to check out an audiobook and you're listening to mom, again, reach out to me. I got free audiobook codes. I will give them to you. You just got to review it for me. That's like the, the row, right? So if you listen to them. And I mean it's, it's a super fair trade. Because, yeah. Especially because I honestly I can't even give my favorite of the four because they're all so well done. Yeah. So it just kind of is gonna depend on what you like but if i was to do i would say death gets a book because the donkey show scene is brilliant <laughs> it's like my it's my best-selling book of anything like it's just really everybody goes for that first like if you like that you'll like everything else um, yes i understand why everybody leans into it you know the most and that's fine uh so yeah feel free to start there but again with the death stuff you could start death in the toledo it's not oh, without a doubt respect one way or the other yeah because oh. i mean doesn't go ahead 
Oh, yeah. I was going to say we will make sure that we add information on Frank's full bibliography in today's show notes. And you can also come join all three of us in the official Mothers of Mayhem Facebook group. You can reach Frank there. You can, of course, always touch base with me and Christina. We are hyper active on that Facebook group. Um, I don't know of many other podcast hosts who are as active on their social media platform as we are with our community, but uh, you can always find the links to our various social media accounts in our show bio. You can send your questions, comments, concerns, insults, as always, to momextremepodcast at gmail.com. That is m.o.m. Extreme podcast at gmail.com. Uh, do not forget to send dildos to Christina. DM me if you need her mailing address. But if you're on Team Christina, send pictures of Zach Baggins to Marion. Fuck you. So she's gonna I love honestly, it. I, I honestly cannot think of anything more horrible than receiving hundreds of pictures of Zach Baggins. Just Why do you want to hurt her. me like that? I because I am a hateful bitch. Frank, That's I'm sorry that. if you have any level of appreciation for Zach Baggins. I'm going to punch him in his stupid, stupid punchable face. Who even is that guy? See, I had to You want to know! He's the host. Some ghost hunter. Ghost adventures, and I fucking hate it. Adventures. I don't he think bought up. He's the prick that bought up uh, the all the Warrens, like, um, uh, stuff. Uh, and uh, now he has, like, the Museum of Haunted Shit. He's a fucking fraud. But I fucking hate his stupid ass face. I love him. I book. It's not, I'm shopping it, right? It's It's specifically written because of those ghost hunting shows that they drive me nuts, right? So I, I very definitely wrote a book like that's poking fun of all that ghost hunting <gasps> television show and stuff. I'm trying to shop it. Um, it's it. I forgot even what it's called. I forgot what the hell it's called. <laughs> anyway, I wrote it and I'm hoping to sell that and get it out into the world. If uh, I was a publisher, I would definitely publish that. Oh, but I, I would make sure that whoever the worst character is in that book, that you change their name to Zach Zach Blaggins. Zach Blaggins. Zach Blaggins. Because it's it's definitely not Zach Baggins that you're talking about. It's called The Haunted Hamburger House. (gasps) Oh, The Haunted Hamburger House. Yes. That's oh my God. I can't wait. I hope you sent that one to Planet Bizarro. Yeah. Oh, good. Uh, That's Matt Matt Clark. That's Matt Clark. That's Matt Clark's. I don't know if Mm. it's weird enough for him but i do have it chopped around a couple places at the moment but just waiting to hear back but i also I, while i'm bringing it up i forgot in november it's a long ways away but in november i have my first not self-published book coming out with dnt oh yeah titled you ready for this one? Oh yeah it's, helpful. it's beautiful reggie rats birthday fun center and same day outpatient care facility ah! <laughs> 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 oh my god please throw me a bone tell me a little bit about this because... i want to know about reggie rat so um it, as a horror writer quote-unquote horror writer you, you always get asked like what what scares you right and now it's always like i don't know nothing really scares me i'm a grown man right um, <laughs> but i did uh have some time to think about that i needed an answer for this question and i i came up 
on the spot at, at a birthday party I attended, a children's birthday party at uh, Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh, I know what I'm scared of. I'm scared of fucking Chuck E. Cheese. And there's another thing. <laughs> I, there's another thing I'm scared of in real life. Really, I'm scared shitless. I never want this to happen to me. I've seen people go through it. It looks like the worst, worse than labor um, is kidney stones. I've seen oh. suffer through kidney. It looks like I would rather give birth to triplets than than try to pass a kidney stone just based on what I've seen people go through. So the two things I'm scared of is Chuck E. Cheese and kidney stones. And I wrote a book about that. And that is written a fun center and same day outpatient care facility. Amazing. You know, I already I'm I'm vibing with this on a very personal <laughs> level because uh demonic animatronics are one of my favorite things in the world my son is obsessed with five nights at freddy's which are of course murder animatronics and when i was pregnant with my son guess what i had kidney stones oh no oh god never before then and never after but this boy has been nothing but pain suffering Suffering. (laughs) i love you clarky (laughs) but yes already did you see willie's wonderland yes cage Yes. It's like comfort viewing for me. I watch it whenever I need to just like zone out of the world because I fucking love it. And I only watch, I actually wrote the book before watching that. Of course, I've been exposed to Five Nights at Freddy and my concern was I'm ripping that off. That's oh, no. Why, that's why I added the other aspect to it um, to just ramp it up. Um, but yeah, Will, Wonderland is amazing. Like, <laughs> I got through three quarters of the movie. I'm like, I don't think Nicolas Cage has said a word. No, no. <laughs> Not a single word the whole movie. I fucking love it. It's so good. I've not seen it. Oh, girl, it's free on Hulu. You've got to watch it. It is fan-freaking-tastic. It's fantastic. I'll have to check it out. Oh, well, as always, before we wrap it up here, we want to give a huge thank you to Amigo the Devil, Danny, for allowing us to use his song Hungover in Jonestown as our theme. Um, as always, please, I am, as of now, by the time you hear this, we probably will for at least three or four weeks have playlists, music playlists available. Um, there are ultimate mom fan community reading soundtracks for every genre you could possibly imagine, including bizarro um quite a few songs that i ripped off of frank edler's tiktoks because he always uses the best background music and i've discovered a lot of music through him um so there are a lot of frank edler finds on the bizarro reading soundtrack um but also there is a lot of amigo the devil because he just if there is one musician who uh, matches the vibe of this community it is him. Please check him out. And so once more, thank you, Frank. We love you. It's been such a treat. I got to do, I got to do this twice. This is like you did. I hope- and it will probably bring you back next. Season. I know. I was gonna say. I hope everything gets wrecked in the audio and everything. And we have to do it again. <laughs> there you go. Just a constant of weekly sessions. Yeah. I can weekly make sessions this with happen. Frank. <laughs> So until next time, go raise some fucking hell, children. Make your book mommies proud. 
。OK， 拜拜。拜拜。Fine.